Nah. Hello, it's Thursday. February 8th, morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I don't know if you realize this, but there are three things I think you need to know. Now, this is not really one thing that's one of the top three, but before that, I could have gone my entire life without knowing that Richard Pryor slept with Marlon Brando. Like, I could have, like, my entire life, I could have been like, I'm glad I lived my life to the fullest extent, and I never had to know that Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor, I don't know, maybe got a little drunk one. Uh, anyway, three things that I think you, was it just once? Three things that I think you need to know. Thanks, um, <clears throat> Thanks for starting my day. See, I didn't need to know it. I just wanted, and you didn't need to know it either. That. But this is something you need to know. Uh, it looks like, again, the Senate passed a, a big spending deal with the Democrats, the Democrats, Republicans of the Senate. They're trying to keep the government open. Uh, all of a sudden, the Republicans are not the uh, fiscal party they once were. Now, are they? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it adds, thank you, to uh, the deficit. Keeps the government going for two, uh, for, uh, two more years. Uh, the fiscal Republicans in the House are like, this is horrible. This is ridiculous. This is bad. But there'll probably be Democrats to get it across the line. But don't think, uh, don't believe Paul Ryan or any of these guys anymore, McConnell. They're not, you know, they, we, can, we have to have a true conservative in there. These guys are a bunch of clowns. Anyway, uh, one of the things that's in the Senate version, though, is ending IPAB, which I'll talk about, which is huge from Obamacare. That's the death panel. Why is it not being reported more? Anyway, so we have that, which which is nice. Second thing that I think you need to know. Remember the Uranium One scandal? Do you remember that? Oh, boy. The Uranium One scandal. Well, apparently, uh, testimony finally from uh, the, the informant, Douglas Campbell, talking about how basically the Clintons were going to be bribed by the Russians so they can get their hands on our uranium. I mean, it's there. He, it's 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 remarkable. This is a huge story. Was this even covered? It was leaked out to the Hill. Um, I will get you details on that. But this is a huge, huge thing as well. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, just so you know, all three networks: ABC, CBS, NBC, did not cover the story about those fbi texts we were all over yesterday showing that obama wanted to know and uh, wanted to be um he wants to know what we're doing in regards of the hillary clinton email probe not one second from the networks zero about these new fbi texts showing the that obama was involved in the hillary email probe Oh, but POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. It's literally in a text. Not one second. But listen, when you make fun, that's why I can't wait for the stupid people all over the media to be like, I don't understand why those guys just make fun of the media. And I just, Trump, and I just, I just don't get it. It's just, it's crazy. Like, why don't you leave them alone? Why? What do you, why would they not cover that? By the way, I saw a story on CNN where CNN said, oh, the Trump friendly media, crazy, but it's not true. And, um, the reason they say it's not true is because someone told them it's not true. And they're like, there you go. It's not, I mean, I, CNN did that. It's, uh, it's like, uh, you know, they do whatever they can to, to cover, right? Um, 
Anyway, uh, so we have that three things I think you need to know. I'll get into that. I didn't put that in the prep. I read it. I was like, yeah, now I want to talk about it. Of course, of course I do. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we have. Um, something that I was debating on putting on one of the three things, but I didn't yet, but you know how the media is like, that's it. It's done. It's over. This whole thing, the Republicans are going to lose it all. Dems are going to sweep in there. And of course the generic ballots now down to two points in the last poll. Um, but everybody hates Trump. It's just terrible. Bubba. Really? Rasmussen daily tracking poll really quick has Trump at a 48% approval rating. 48%. February 7th, 2018, right? A year after he's in office, just over a year. A year after Obama's in office, February 7th, 2010. Obama's approval rating was 44%. Do you think the media was like, oh, you know, Obama's approval rating's in the tank. There's no way that he's going to be able to get anything done and blah, 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 blah. So again, the exact, the exact same time of his presidency, Trump's approval rating is four points higher than Obama's. And think about the friendly press to Obama versus the uh, unfriendly press towards Trump. I'm just, just putting it out there. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Crazy stuff, isn't it? Uh, this morning, 710, Thomas Del Beccaro again, attorney, former chairman of the California Republican Party. Uh, so it was like he and two other people. Anyway, um, he's going to be on the show because uh, I want to know. We know about the uh, the bombshell texts, right? We talked about them all yesterday. Not mentioned on the network news, like I said before. Um, what's the next thing that can be done? We see all this stuff. It's nice, but what can be done? Will Obama ever get subpoenaed? What about uh, Stroke? What about Page? I mean, can we find out from them what exactly they meant with the whole thing of our task? What is it, right? So that's, uh, we'll ask him about that. We have uh, Sheriff Napier, Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier, coming in at 740 this morning to talk about how all of a sudden, for the, well, for the first time ever, all of a sudden, uh, the Pima County supervisors voted on party lines to deny his department $1.4 million in grant money from the federal government to help cover costs with all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, racist supervisor uh, Dick Elias said he doesn't want the border to be militarized and stuff like that. It's just all weird. And then Sharon, the driver, Bronson said, we have to pay uh, uh, pension costs. On that money that we get, so you have to pay. So how much? That all of a sudden she cares about it. She's worried about six hundred seventy thousand dollars over years and years and years, right? Years and years and years. Uh, that's that's what she is. Uh, so we'll talk to Sheriff Napier about that. Eight ten this morning. Grover Norquist. He hates taxes. I mean, we all do. Americans for tax reform. Um, Going to talk to him about all these companies that are. Doing these, were they expected? Will we see more? What does he project in the future? And what about a a town led by morons like Tucson? Can we overcome morons here to take advantage, create jobs and wealth because of the tax reform? I want to hear what he has to say about that. So that's, we have a lot of stuff going on this morning. Now, I just can't get around the whole Brando and Pryor thing, though. That's what I'm saying. You're really messing with that. That's the whole thing. But Richard Pryor's widow's like, yes. 
He slept with Marlon Brando. And I'm like, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> Again, that'll be the one thing you remember all day long. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, I'm but again, fog. and it's not because it's two dudes. I mean, I. It's two dudes I would never expect. Well, maybe Brando. He's a little but, strange. He was strange. Yeah, but, but, but. But Richard? Really? I, I don't know. When, when it comes to, um, I, you know, if, if it doesn't matter, if it's a man and a woman, I'd be like, I don't need to know that this dude slept with that. I just don't yeah. need to know that yeah. stuff. Two hot chicks making out. I need to see it. But this is something totally different. Anyway, uh, I want you to. Uh, and the story, the, the story, what, the what? picture they used in the uh, in the press thing over here. It's weak. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, Marlon Brando, yeah, well, anyway. Well, he's a good looking younger dude. But uh, the Richard Pryor picture they use is like from the 80s. Yeah, it's when he, like when he's old and like deteriorating a little bit. A lot of yeah. drugs. A lot of, anyway, let's play it really quick. <laughs> So uh, Nancy Pelosi, this is just too funny. The media is making such a big deal out of this. Eight hours. Eight hours. Wow, she did one full day's of work. Yeah, I know. (laughs) She stood for eight hours in four-inch heels. Was she wearing the good feet arch supports? Anyway, so she stood there, and she talked about how great illegal aliens are. For eight hours, she was filibustering the budget deal, right? Or some kind of a deal to keep the government going. Because she's like, there's nothing in this for illegal aliens, for the dreamers, the deck. And of course, she's confusing all of them on purpose. And she's reading stories about this good one and that good one. Of course, she would never read anything about the ones that are killers. Right? Right? So she's doing all that. Blah, 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 blah. So listen, we mock the hell out of her, right? That's what we do. We mock the hell out of her. Um. Because she's she's kind of nuts. I mean, she says stupid things, right? She says stupid things with crumbs, and she babbles and bumbles and stumbles, and she's just a total, she's a mess. And she's just, she's she's nuts. Matter of fact, listen to what Trump said about her when he was in Cincinnati at 137. Listen to what Trump said. This is, this is good stuff. Here we go. I think this is not a good day for Nancy Pelosi. She's our secret weapon. <laughs> no, she's our secret. I just hope they don't change her. There are a lot of people that want to run her out. She's she's really out there. Now I'm supposed to make a deal with her. So there you go. He's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, now Chris Matthews takes it to the next level. I again, just like yesterday, he played the soundbite from the NPR music critic who said Justin Timberlake is exuding his white privilege and. It was obvious in his performance. I thought his performance was boring, but apparently it's he needs to make uh, he, in his music. She said, we, we are suffering right now, of course, because of Trump. And he needs to have that in his music. I suffer for the soup. He needs that. He needs that. That was a soup Nazi. I suffer. So and because he didn't do that, he can't do that because just who he is. He has white privilege and white this. And I was like, what? So uh, leave it to Chris Matthews. Oh, did you know, by the way, that what? NPR music critic is white also. Really? Doesn't she have white privilege as well? No, she's not a man. Oh, okay. Not even like half? White male privilege. Oh. Sorry, I think she said white male privilege. Well, she has white female privilege. I don't know what that gets you. I don't know you. what that is either. Gets you an apron? I don't know. Gets you Doritos made specifically for you. Oh! So you eat more politely. Anyway, so here is uh, Chris Matthews trying to make up a reason as to why Nancy Pelosi is made fun of by people, as if you can't just make... You know what? She asked for it. Like, she's so dumb, she asked for it. 
Nope, this is Chris Matthews. Here we go. Picking out somebody from one of the coasts, usually ethnic, and making what? them the, the poster person of the, of the Democratic Party is old business for the Republicans. They did it with, uh, way back to some guy from the, the Bronx Who? back in the 40s. They did it, yeah, they did it with Bella Absug from the west side Who? of New York City. Pause they it. Did it after- you know, they're like, yes, that's what we have to do in the year 2018. We need to take a Democrat and, and go after him ethnically, like we did back in the 20s and the 40s. Yes, that's yes. Remember what we did to Bella? Who? Bella. Okay, let's continue. Lugosi? Yeah. They did it after Tip O'Neill, they did it after Teddy. Now they're doing it after Teddy Kennedy. Now they do it after uh, Teddy Kennedy. After uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, they like I, to get an ethnic sort of person from one of the coasts isn't everybody and make them the bad person. They love Republicans. So you're making fun of Nancy Pelosi for her ethnicity of what? Being Italian? Pelosi? Kennedy? I, what, nobody said anything about her being Italian. I'm assuming she is because she's a vowel at the end of her name. No, Nobody is saying this stuff, right? What kind of demented mind thinks this way? A desperate one? Yeah, what? The only other demented mind that would think these ra- these, these just random, crazy things. Yeah, she's totally Italian. De, La- De Alessandro? That's her maiden name. Yeah, that's right. The only other person that is so demented in their thoughts and processes and things like that is George Costanza. That's it. That's it. And he's not even real. I mean, he's based on Larry David, so maybe there is something real about that. But, I mean, it's just... I, 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 I just, who says that stuff? Anyway, I thought that was just funny. 624. When we get back in about five, I'm going to tell you some details about this. Um, you can't do it. Stop it. I'm going to tell you oh, some details. Right it did. I'm going to tell you some details about uh, what this informant said. This is another huge story. This Uranium One. It's fine. We, we need some stuff. This Doug Campbell... The bribes, and remember, he has he has recordings, videos, other other uh, materials showing everything he's saying is true. I'll tell you what he said. This is really incredible. It's coming up. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. American lobbying firm Apco APCO, Apco Worldwide specifically because it was in a position to influence the Obama administration and more specifically Hillary Clinton. Oh. Democrats of, Democrats, of course, casting doubt on his credibility. Of course, he has all kinds of evidence on this, right? Campbell said Russian nuclear officials told me at various times they expected APCO to apply a portion of the $3 million annual lobbying fee it was receiving from the Russians to provide in-kind support for the Clinton Global Initiative. Yep. They, want, they wanted to do that to create a favorable environment to ensure Obama's administration made affirmative decisions on everything from Uranium One to the U.S.-Russian Civilian Nuclear Cooperation Agreement. That's what it comes down to. Do something for me. Yeah. yeah. Clinton Global Initiative said, listen, uh, or APCO said, our work with Clinton Global Initiative and Russia were not connected. Different divisions of the firm. You know, their lobbying for Russia didn't involve Uranium One. It was regulatory issues. Right, 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 right. And, of course, the Clinton uh, spokesman, Nick Merrill, said this is just a distraction. Everything's a distraction. Everything's a distraction. So what's not a distraction, then? I mean, what's then what's the brass tax that I, we're being distracted from? Uh, the, 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 Russia the, Trump, so- the Russia Trump investigation okay. and the Mueller investigation of Trump. Where's the facts on those, then? It doesn't matter. It does. It's just a distraction. It oh. doesn't matter. It's just oh. a distraction. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, by the way, the FBI thought this this informant, Douglas Campbell, his undercover work was so valuable, they gave him $50,000 in 2016. Right on. 
Mm-hmm. Like a, we'll have more on this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, there's great one great thing in this uh, bill. If it ever goes through, if it gets through this this bill to keep the government open after today, IPAB. Do you know what the IPAB is? Independent Payment Advisory Board? You know, uh, that's it's, the, it's the iPad. No, IPAB. Sorry. The death panel in Obamacare. Oh, great. We've been wanting this gone forever. This is a huge deal. Do you know what they were going to do? Pick and choose who gets what. This was a big deal. I will explain. This is something that's really good. And then there's a picture that I'm going to put on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. I already retweeted it, of Joe Manchin. This is why you can't trust politicians. I will tell you, he's holding a sign in one picture, and he's holding a sign in another picture, and it's just incredible stuff. What a liar. I'll explain. Don't go anywhere. Here's the latest from Fox. Talk. 6.42. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Please like and follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. You'll you. see the awesome picture I put up. I'll get to that in a second. Three things I think you need to know. You. 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 Okay. Uh, number one, the Senate. Republicans and Democrats come together. It's media. It's all you hear. They're like, oh, bipartisan, bipartisan. They don't tell you how it uh, totally uh, adds to the, the, the debt in such crazy ways. Um, anyway. They did come up with a bill in the Senate to keep the government funded for two years, uh, more money to the military, and in trade, they got more money in domestic programs. By the way, uh, billions going to National Institutes of Health that always do those awesome studies that are just a complete waste. Like, why do um, uh, why do freshmen put on 15 pounds? Why do freshmen chicks drink a lot? Uh, just all these stupid things. Because they can't. Yeah, exactly. Why do squirrels get drunk? And, yeah, exactly. So, awesome. Why do I get drunk? Anyway, there's a whole bunch of uh, conservatives. I know why. Conservatives <laughs> in the House that that are saying, we're not voting for this, but it looks like they're going to get enough Democrat support to push through. Uh, not, not the uh, fiscal party that you thought it was. Second thing that I think you need to know is that uh, Uranium One testimony has finally happened. Uh, and I went through a little bit of it earlier. Uh, but the guy, Douglas Campbell, the informant, the FBI informant, uh, he is all the, the dirt on the Clintons getting bribed. Russians telling them we're going to bribe the Clintons, everything else. He laid it out there for three different uh, groups in Congress, three different. I mean, it, it's really and it leaked out to the Hill. Democrats are already trying to discredit him and smear him. That's what they do. Third thing I think you need to know, all three networks ignored the new FBI texts that show Obama wanted to know what was going on. With the Hillary Clinton email probe. Not one of them gave it a second yesterday. Three things I think you need to know. We're going to talk more about that at about 710 this morning. uh, With the former chairman of the California Republican Party. And he's an attorney, Thomas Del Beccaro, on this. And he wrote a great piece. Uh, He's updating it. The whole timeline. Uh, The whole timeline uh, about uh, crooked FBI agents and uh, uh, crooked DOJ officials. Breaking the law, all that stuff. So we'll talk about that too. Now, I just put up a picture and I showed Ryan really quick. We'll get to the iPad stuff in just a second. It's on my Facebook page and it's, it, I think it's hilarious. Rona McDaniel, the chairwoman of the RNC, tweeted out a picture of Joe Manchin, two pictures actually. And I saved it and put it on my Facebook page. Uh, but she said these p- two pictures were taken three weeks apart. It's, it's Joe Manchin, Senator, Democratic Senator of West Virginia. In one picture, he's standing side by side, a young woman, and she has a placard up and it says, I stand with Planned Parenthood. And he's smiling and he has, he has the picture right there. 
The next picture right next to him, taken within three weeks of the previous one, is him standing next to a young woman that says, we don't need Planned Parenthood, studentsforlife.org. <laughs> so which way is it? Which way? Are you with them or against them? This is, why, this is why Trump won, because we don't trust these politicians. We don't trust a word they say. I told you what I said in the break about politicians. Was I listening? I think so. You mm. agreed. I'm so tired that I don't know. Did I? Yeah. I think I just agree with you. I treat you like my wife. I, yeah. You also said you're going to yeah. give me 20 bucks. Not loan. You, if you're my, like my wife, you'd already have it. You just wouldn't even ask. You would just go take it. Leave me alone. So anyway, I think it's a hilarious picture. I retweeted it. Add Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like me and follow me there. All right. And by the way, the reason I'm tired, just insight into my life, my six-month-old and now is suffering from his second ear infection in two and a half weeks, three weeks, something like that. And on top of that, there's like all, there's this horrible thing going around with the kids. It's daycare. It's everywhere. RSV, and it causes bronchiolitis. And uh, he's laboring when he's breathing. It's just like there was like four, only four to four, four to 12 babies in his daycare class. The rest of them are all sick. They all have the same thing. Apparently, the, uh, at the two hospitals in town, TMC, UMC, the big ones, uh, the pediatric wards are, I mean, they're filled up with, with babies that are suffering uh, breathing problems like this. And I took him to the doctor yesterday, and, and the nurse practitioner was like, you got to take him to the hospital like now. I'm like, what? And the doctor came in and second opinion, and but well, we have to wake up every four hours for two straight days and uh, nebulize him. So my alarm is set for every four hours. So needless to say, I am freaking tired. Tired. Two o'clock, six o'clock last night, 10 o'clock, two in the morning, woke him up. He was very happy. I didn't want to wake him up, but it's so loud. Uh, yeah. Good times. Well, you gave us three good minutes right here, and we'll just replay it for the seven o'clock hour. Dude, I am just... What anyway, let's continue. All right, make it good. I'll try. So uh, one of the things that's not getting reported on uh, in this Senate version, if it's passed, and this is a win, actually, as bad as it is that you're adding to the budget, you're adding to the, the debt, I should say, excuse me, uh, is the fact that IPAB is going to be killed if this goes through. IPAB. Do you know what IPAB is? Uh, when Obamacare was done, they're like, we have to keep costs down. Well, how do you keep costs down? This is what happens, right? It's what they do in England. Um, we think you're worthy of this surgery. You are not. You're worthy of this medicine. You are not. That's how it goes. They're the death panel. Independent Payment Advisory Board. Independent Payment Advisory Board. Um, now, it's so controversial that even Obama didn't use it yet, but he hasn't had to yet. But this is one of the scariest parts of Obamacare. Because they make the rules and they're not accountable to anybody. As to why they make certain rules, who gets surgery, who gets to live, who will suffer and then die. Gary, you're being a bit much. No, they're, they're eliminating this in, in this Senate deal. The Democrats agreed to it all of a sudden. Right? Uh, let me take you back to June 14th. Peter Ferreira. Senior fellow at the Heartland Institute explained this really well. I've talked about it a lot, not in a while, but a lot. Um, the 15-member IPAB board, by the way, unelected bureaucrats appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate. 
And it was written into Obamacare, and thank God Trump was elected, that the only time, if there was, if they were named, if they were appointed, the only time they would ever face any scrutiny were the first two weeks in January of 2018. And then it's like every two years after that or four years. And the reason that is is because the Senate is not in session yet. So they could do whatever the hell they wanted, really. Um, Medicare, it was projected to grow faster than the rate of economic growth, right? That's what it was. At least they thought that in 2017. Now we have a new president, new uh, policies. Our, our economy is booming and it's going to get even better. But still, when that happens, when Medicare spending grows faster than the rate of economic growth, that's when IPAB is supposed to get in there and cut Medicare spending. Right? Get in there. Make it happen. Cut this, cut that. Be cost effective. Right? Either not pay doctors as much, hospitals, or cut benefits. That's what it comes down to, cutting the benefits. Right? Um, Is this what Uncle Bernie wants? uh, Yes. Yes, he does. He wants... And he keeps... He wants the government. He wants the government to choose who lives, who dies. He's, you know, you're, uh, you're 54, you need new hip. All right, makes sense. You get it before that person that's 78 because they don't have much time left. Right? Yep. Um, under Obamacare, when the IPAB, Independent Payment Advisory Board, proposes these Medicare cuts, they automatically become law unless Congress passes and the president signs alternative cuts of the same amount. Obamacare required the Secretary of Health and Human Services to implement the IPAB cuts otherwise. Wow. Now, even if it's just one member of the board appointed, even if it's just one, whatever they say goes. This is how scary this is. They're, they're not answerable to anyone. Right? So this is a big deal. This is a very important part. You got the Obamacare mandate tax, gone, right? That's, see ya. That's a big thing. Now that IPAB is going to be booted, bit by bit by bit, Obamacare is coming apart. You have a bunch of Republican wimps that don't want to actually do the job, whatever. Uh, But this is, you don't want the death panel, okay? Obamacare doesn't limit, by the way, IPAB to cutting Medicare. It authorizes IPAB to make cuts to slow the growth in national health expenditures, non-federal health care programs. Medicare cuts... Broader cuts to hospitals, doctors, anything to make sure costs are down. Yeah. This isn't a dictatorship or anything, right? Mm, no, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. But this is socialized medicine. Yes, exactly. Is this what they do in Canada? This too? is what happens just like any business when they're like, we can't afford these people, so we got to fire some people. But it's with your life. And it's the government. It's, it's the government. It's what it comes down to. I don't know if you follow Bernie Sanders on Twitter or not. I'd I'm always not. fighting with I him. I know, I know you do. But he's always toting these freaking uh, guys from Canada. Look at how great it is over there. Look at yeah, look at how great it is over mm-hmm. there. Because mm-hmm. if you're just over 68, you know there was a story. A couple of Canadian, uh, young Canadian couple went to some foreign country and they got like they stepped in the river and they got their feet were itchy, itchy. They had these worms. Yeah, I saw that. See that? And the mom of the Canadian young couple of the boy. Uh, had to drive to Detroit to get the medicine to treat them. Boy, I don't but think Canada, stay sick. <laughs> Canada is so great. So great. I mean, would you drive to Detroit for anything? 
That's how bad the Canadian healthcare system is. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. All right, six fifty three. We'll continue uh, in four. So IPAB again. If this goes through, IPAB is gone, which is a big deal. Maybe it's worth it to add some money to the debt because I mean, at some point, I mean, look, we're going to make enough, and we got we got to cut spending somewhere. I get it, but it you know throw a little on the debt to make sure we don't have a death panel. Eh. Right, six fifty three. We'll continue in four. Can ST AIM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Yes. Hello, seven oh eight. It's Thursday, February eighth. I mean, didn't have much of a weekend. You had uh, Super Bowl. You probably had parties. You had things, family stuff. Next thing you know, it's Monday. You're like, what happened? It's already Thursday. In a nice morning ritual, Garrett Lewis. I think I did. I say that. That's how tired I am. KNSTAM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. If I am not like um, walking, talking uh, birth control for people in their teens and early twenties, I don't know what is. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Senate has reached a two year budget deal, but Democrats in the House aren't happy with it because there's nothing in there for illegal aliens, and Republicans in the House aren't happy with it. Some because it adds to the uh, to the debt. It is not fiscally responsible. Um, good luck with that. And all the media wants to say, oh, by bi- bipartisan, it feels so good. Instead of telling you the facts, let you decide what you want. They go with that. Uh, one of the important parts of the Senate deal, though, is the IPAB is booted from Obamacare. It's eliminated. The Independent Payment Advisory Board uh, that is the death panel that gets to pick and choose who lives, who dies, what's covered, what's not covered, and they're answerable to no one. No one. Second thing that I think you need to know, this is huge. Uh, Uranium One, the informant, Doug Campbell, testified before Congress, written testimony, uh, pointing out all kinds of stuff like how he has evidence the Russians were planning to bribe the Clintons so they can get their hands on our uranium, baby. That's what they were doing. This is a big friggin' deal. Big deal. Third thing, and by the way, the Democrats are already smearing him. Third thing that I think you need to know is that not one second of coverage from ABC, NBC, or CBS about the bombshell texts where Peter Stroke and his lover, Lisa Page, were going back and forth when they said POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. When it, and of course, it's in terms of the Hillary Clinton email. Scandal. POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. We got it. We're briefing Comey. He wants to know everything. Are you freaking kidding me? Not one second of coverage? Nothing about meanwhile we have our task ahead of us? Nothing? Three things I think you need to know. That's why uh, we rag on the media. And then you have idiots that are like, we don't understand why people hate the media. (sighs) Okay. Okay. You got to be kidding me. So uh, to get some more insight on this, and there is a great piece at politicalvanguard.com. Biased FBI and DOJ officials broke the law and tried to decide the election in an annotated timeline. Tom Del Piccaro wrote this. He's an attorney, former chairman of the Republican Party in California. He joins me now. I appreciate the time again, Tom. Um, hey, boss, how are you? I'm do- it's pretty amazing that, they, that they're ignoring this, but maybe it's because the evidence is coming in so fast that they can't keep up with it. Is that what it is? Are they so stupid on TV news that they can't keep up with this stuff? No, no, no. This is, this is 
Listen, as I write about this, and thanks for mentioning it's on Political Vanguard, we've updated it. We update it now every, every day at least twice. We updated it late last night. Now, this, is, this truly is, remember, about a year ago, people started talking about maybe they shouldn't, the Democrats shouldn't be pushing this. It could be backfire on them, right? Mm-hmm. There were these rumors. Well, here's the backfiring point of view. The reality is that it is evident that Clinton sympathizers were behind the dossier. Clinton sympathizers within the FBI, DOJ, were the ones who trumped up, pun intended, Carter Page and other things. And this is going to bite the Democrats this year. It's not going to bite the Republicans. No. I, I, I Again, and the media is trying to hide it as much as they can. You know what? This whole thing seemed fishy from the get-go. I don't know about you, but it's just it's just so simple, and people want to make it difficult. Uh, Trump campaigned on lots of things, including opening up our energy. You know, we're going to be the leader. We're going to get in there. We're going to do it. Russia, all they have is energy. It's why they went into the Ukraine. They can't make money anywhere else. So why it made no sense to me that Putin would actually want Trump to win because he would compete on the energy market and drive down prices, whereas Hillary... Uh, never wanted to, you know, have any exploration. She wanted to put coal miners out of business. So it made no sense from the get-go that Russia was okay, going to so help Trump you, win. A really important point you raised, and, and we need to add this to the timeline so people get it. Putin did not want either... His goal wasn't to have Hillary win or to have Trump win. The goal, Unquestionably, the Soviet Union wants a weaker United States. They want a divided political system in the United States. And so, yes, they were assisting in a process where America cannibalizes itself. And that's the goal for them. It's a, you know, they weren't get, there were good reasons to have Hillary in, and plus, but Putin hated Hillary for the things that she did. What he wanted was what the Soviet Union wanted, the weak United States. So if it assists in planting stories that makes America fight itself, that's good because on the international stage, the U.S. is weaker. They achieved that goal, and the media is helping them, and so did the DOJ and the FBI. Man. Well, let, let's talk, uh, Tom. And again, his, his great insight, and it gets updated now, Tom told us, twice a day. If you want an easy timeline to follow of all the corruption uh, that has led us to this point, go to politicalvanguard.com and follow it all you know multiple times a day. Um, now, when it comes to the, the texts that have come out, and you can't make up this stuff. They are what they are. Uh, right. Obama said that he would never talk to Jim Comey. He never gets in the way. He doesn't, you know, get in the way of investigations, blah, 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 blah. That turns out, looks like it's, it's a gigantic lie, right? I mean, the one text, POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. Yeah, and, and of course, they immediately came out and said, well, that's not proof that it had to do with the Hillary email investigation. I don't know. Everything's a big word, and you're right. On April 10th, we, we're providing links to, to just about every single major fact here for you. If you go, this is a famous Chris Wallace interview where he says, I guarantee no political interference. I don't check in with the DOJ or the FBI on investigations. Yet in September, there's a text clearly saying Obama wants to know everything. The definition of everything is, well, it's one of those words that is defined by itself. It's everything. Now, of course, they're rushing out and saying, no, we didn't mean everything. He means it just with the Russian investigation, the influence on the American election. 
So they're dissembling, but it's pretty obvious that with two months to go in an election that was tight, that Obama wants to know what's going on. need to remember the context of this. The FISA application is denied in July. They start this counter, quote, counterintelligence thing because a 24-year-old drunk kid says the obvious, which is that Russia has dirt on Hillary. They start an inv- That's all it takes, by the way. How many of you that are listening have ever thought, oh, Russia has dirt on Hillary? <laughs> well, that's enough to start an FBI, uh, counterintelligence investigation of which you they're going to surveil you. And so with two months to go, Obama wants to know everything, and then we get another FISA application on a dossier which is false, and that's all it takes to, to surveil people is false documentation. This is incredible. Uh, Tom Del Bacaro is uh, who you're listening to on KNST AM790. Great website with great insight. Politicalvanguard.com is the website. Um, so you're a lawyer, and you guys do great work with words so you don't get caught with things. <laughs> Obama was is a lawyer. You brought up the word everything. Because, you know, we want blood. We want vengeance. We are so sick and tired of these political elite getting away with everything, right? So could the word everything stop Anybody from going to prison? I mean, what what's it going to take for someone uh, to investigate, to be subpoenaed, whether it be Peter Stroke, Lisa Page, or Obama, about all of these things that we now know that are public? Well, if we give any benefit of the doubt to the existing Department of Justice under Jeff Sessions, so, uh, one thing we do know is very shortly the... Uh, the IG, the Investor General, is coming out and on the issue of the entire Hillary email investigation, Inspector General. <laughs> it's early for... It's very early on the West Coast. <laughs> and he is going to have a complete report on how the FBI handled the Hillary investigation, or at least that's what it purports to be. Let me tell you, this is an enema for the FBI. This is not good. He's not going to come out and say... Good job, folks. He's going to question why there was a massive delay of, we're not sure how many days, but he's going to fill it in, of 60 days approximately during the election cycle and why they delayed looking at the new Hillary email. Yep. He's going to question why it is that Hillary was questioned on, not under oath and no transcript for a shorter time, as we point out mm. in the timeline, than Angelina Jolie was over a fight with Brad. So you think that we can we, we can trust this though? Because I mean, you, you think they're really going to? Well, you know, we we're, we're so going to disclose things. Okay. So at that point, there's going to be, I think, a significant amount of new information out on all of this, and then and then it's up to the DOJ and Jeff Sessions to say. And we're going to get more, by the way, out of more memos out of Nunes, and we're going to get more. Uh, we got the criminal referral out of uh, the Senate. This fills in a little bit more, and then you're right, Jeff Session has to act. Before I get off the phone, we've got to remember that Robert Mueller is a witness participant to the Russian uranium deal. Yep, he was part of the, the, the group to, that okayed the purchase. And, and and where does that all fit in? And 
why are people insistent that this man, and I asked this question in the timeline, is so good? He's aware of everything on this timeline. He's aware of these texts. He's aware that the, the dossier is phony, after all, He's been on the job almost a year, and he can't find any uh, collusion. After all, he's been on the job a year and never charged Carter Page with jaywalking or never charged Papadopoulos, the drunk 24-year-old bragging that Russia has dirt, which starts an entire investigation. He's not charged any of these people. So he's aware of the shenanigans. Why didn't he blow the whistle on that? Wasn't the American experiment in liberty worth him saying, I've determined there's bad things going on? After all, he charged Paul Manafort for, with stuff completely unrelated. Yep. He came across it and charged him. All this FBI yeah. stuff. And done nothing. Because, But here's the thing, I mean... Shouldn't we then again? This is where we're like battered American people because we we just see elitist and the you know the, the political elite get away with this. Rod Rosenstein was trying to hide all this stuff. The number two at the DOJ, and he's the one that said, "Hey, I think Bob Mueller should be the uh, the guy that leads this investigation of Trump." So they're all in yeah, kind of cahoots it, that way, right? Can they not find someone just like putting all these Clinton donors on the investigation? Yeah, can you not find someone? who isn't in Washington, D.C., with a set of integrity, who can come to this objectively? So let me ask you this real quick. Um, I'm not a lawyer, and, uh, and, and, it's, and it's obvious, but uh, when it comes to these texts that we're, we're reading over and over and over again, what does it take for someone in Congress to subpoena Peter Stroke, Lisa Page, and bring them before a committee and say, explain these texts? Yeah, my understanding is that process is, is underway. They're reviewing. If you're an attorney, generally you want all the documents before you bring someone in. They're, remember, these texts aren't even part of the massive number they lost, like 50,000 texts or whatever it was. These part, aren't even part of that. So I think they're waiting to get all of it in. You know, this may work to the Republicans' favor because if they can't figure these things out until July, it keeps the Democrats on their heels. Right before the midterms, so, they could drop bombs yeah, and do there's stuff. A, there's so much more information to find out. And then I, want you, I once did a trial where I put a, a, this massive board and I had Velcro strips and I just kept filling in events and it went all of it, this huge timeline. And by the end of it, it was all filled in. You couldn't you couldn't come to other, any other conclusion. That's one of the reasons why I did this timeline, which people can get at Political Vanguard. And I appreciate you retweeting it for me. No problem. I'll do it again. I'll even stick it uh, on my Facebook page as well. And, I mean, it's really an incredible timeline. And it, what's great about it, and this is what I like, because, you know, kids and a life and everything else, it's easy to read. It's easy to understand. It's simple. It's succinct. It has links. You're not making this crap up. So, you know, I want my listeners go to politicalvanguard.com. Uh, political and check out the timeline because I think it's uh, I think it's pretty incredible. And you're gonna update it all the time. I'm gonna use it as show prep, so I appreciate that, Tom. All right, boss. All right, we'll man. talk to you soon. You got to take it. It's uh, Tom Del Bacaro, politicalvanguard.com is the website. 
go there. Uh, former uh, chairman of the California Republican Party uh, with some insight. So how about that? Though? That's what I want to know, too. It's already underway. They are trying to get all their ducks in a row to bring Stroke and Page uh, into into D.C. and to uh, question them, which it's about time that happens. It's about time that happens. Uh, we'll continue. 724, we have Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier coming up about 740. You don't want to miss that about uh, almost a million and a half dollar grant that was uh, rejected by the Board of Supervisors. They're only going to help uh, keep the community safe. We'll get to that. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, to get favorable consideration when it, come to, it came to buying our uranium, using American lobbyists to do it, all kinds of stuff. It's all there. And you know it's good because he has all kinds of evidence. And on top of that, the Dems are trying to smear him. They're scared. Third thing I think you need to know, not one network covered the texts that we talked about yesterday between the two FBI lovers, the Paramours, where they said that uh, POTUS, you know, we, we got to brief Comey, he's going to brief Obama, POTUS wants to know everything we're doing, and it was all about the Hillary email probe. Not one second of coverage from ABC, CBS, or NBC. But they're not biased. It's all good, right? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, one of the things we talked about uh, yesterday here on the show was how the Pima County Board of Supervisors, on a party-line vote, three to two, decided for the first time ever to reject almost a million and a half dollars in grant money, Operation Stone Garden from the Department of Homeland Security. It would have gone to the Pima County Sheriff's Department to pay for all kinds of stuff. Uh, Richard Elias, uh, Supervisor, uh, we are a short show in four hours. I got home Dick instead of Richard. Supervisor Dick Elias um, said uh, that he he is against the militarization of the border all of a sudden. Uh, and he has to vote against it. And it's terrible and everything like that. And it shocked everybody. What is it really used for? Sheriff Napier, Sheriff Mark Napier, Pima County, in here at studio uh, to explain all this. How you doing, Sheriff? Well, good morning, Garrett. I'm doing fine. I'm a little surprised by the move of the Board of Supervisors on Tuesday. Yeah, we were talking. You didn't even show up. Nobody from the Sheriff's Department was there because normally it's like stamp of approval, right? Absolutely. We've been doing this grant since 2004. The verbiage of that grant has not fundamentally changed in any way since 2004. They approved it in 2017, right after I was elected. Yeah. Uh, with no problems, yeah, and that was the same grant that they rejected on uh, Tuesday. So I'm I'm looking at it. It says Board of Supervisors on May 16, 2017, and it's the same stuff. December 13, 2016. The program goals and outcomes missions include preventing terrorism, enhancing security, managing our borders, administrating immigration laws, securing cyberspace, ensuring disaster resilience. All approved in 2016, 2017. Same verbiage. Missions include preventing terrorism. Everything I just read. In the, the one that was uh, done February 6th, and it was rejected. Same exact garbage. Absolutely. And that, the board approved that same grant okay. in 2017. Let me yeah. tell you what we did in calendar 2017 with those grant funds. Okay. Uh, we deployed 400 times along the border um, to uh, keep our county safer. We made uh, 4,700 4, traffic stops, made 30, 312 misdemeanor arrests, 164 felony arrests. We confiscated... Um, about 4,000 pounds of marijuana, 81 pounds of methamphetamine. Wow. That is a lot of methamphetamine. Uh, 91 pounds of cocaine. Um, 19 illegal weapons were taken off the street. And uh, 71 vehicles were seized that are used in illegal activity. We also recovered uh, 17 stolen vehicles. So, I mean, we're doing a lot of activity um, that Operation Stone Garden funds allowed us to do that otherwise we don't have the capacity to do. Because that helps cover costs to pay... 
your guys, right? Absolutely. Not only that, it, it helps with, with equipment. Okay. Uh, we had almost a quarter of a million dollars in this grant for equipment, and it was a really neat video downlink, a live feed from our aircraft to help keep us safer. Now, what people don't understand is the Operation Stone Garden funds, we buy equipment, and we have to use it for Operation Stone Garden operations. But the people of Pima County get the benefit of that equipment all the time because we use it for other things. Um, and we simply don't have the capacity, absent, absent Stone Garden funds, to uh, engage in these proactive operations with our federal partners. Uh, Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier is in studio now on KNST AM790. Let's talk about some of that equipment real quick. You were telling me uh, about the airplane you guys have, right? And you were going to buy something that lets you, let, lets you and, and your guys uh, at the Sheriff's Department go to their phone to be able to see what... The plane sees, right? It would be a live video downlink, and we could use it for all sorts of things. First, to keep our deputies safer, because they would be able to see live what the aircraft is seeing when they're out chasing bad people. Yeah, so if somebody's out in a field or somewhere, they could fly the plane over, and they could see exactly what the guy's doing. Exactly, and we have equipment up there that can see at night that obviously our deputies cannot see, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a benefit. But also for missing people, we have more and more elderly people that go missing, um, vulnerable people that wander out into the desert, so we could be able to see those things much more clearly. So that would keep people And you uh, would have bought that with these funds. Absolutely. And then uh, Supervisor uh, Dick Elias said no, and then he had Sharon Bronson... And Ramon Valdez, follow him on that. So let's go back to one of the things you said. You said you uh, went down to the border. You went 4,000 times? Was that what it was? Uh, no, we did what? 400 okay. operations in 2017 with Operation Stone Guard Funds that we otherwise wouldn't be okay, able but, to Okay, but the first thing, one of the things you said was something with the border. Uh, secure the, what, what was the thing that you read? Well, we we made did 400 operations along the yeah. border with okay. our federal partners under okay. Operation Stone So Guard do you think Funds. that's what all of a sudden Supervisor Elias had an issue with? No, I think there's a lot of there's a hypersensitivity to immigration issues out there. We know that, yeah, yeah. And I think this was a response to that. Nothing in the grant has changed. Nothing so about my disposition where you, these things have changed. When you did the 400 things right there, that would be considered militarization of the border, would it? No, absolutely not. And and okay, and and those things were not all of a sudden brand new. You've done the Pima County Sheriff's Department either under you or Nanos or Dupnik did those same things going back years, right? Since 2004. So there's no difference. There is no fundamental difference in what we've been doing at all. So basically, again, these guys uh, on the board, or two guys and a, and a woman, just voted to all of a sudden just give away, to just say, no, you can't have this million and a half, almost million and a half dollars. And for that, the community won't, won't be as safe. It is clearly it will not be as safe. As I told you, we did a lot of operations in 2017. We took illegal guns away. The other thing, uh, Garrett, that people need to understand, if we're not expending those funds and we're not doing those operations here, but they're doing them in Cochise County Mm -hmm. and they're doing them in Yuma County, drug dealers and human traffickers are smart people. They're going to know that Pima County is more vulnerable because we're not able to do those things and our adjoining counties are so that we're going to become more of a corridor because these drug traffickers and human traffickers will know that, that we're more vulnerable than we've been in the past. And that does not help keep Pima County safer. It really does not. Uh, Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier is in studio on KNST AM 790. One of the things that was brought up, all of a sudden Sharon Bronson is a fiscal conservative. Uh, You know, the soccer fields, no problem spending millions of dollars on soccer fields that people voted down in a bond election. But man, she was told by Chuck Huckleberry that the million four grant, approximately million four, was going to cost the county $670,000 in pension payments. No, I've had my uh, my folks double-check, triple-check uh, mm-hmm. to make 100% sure there is no um, collateral cost, direct cost to Pima County for expenditure of these funds. 
Uh, the grant covers 100% of our personnel cost when we deploy people on Operation Stone Garden operations. So that was a misspeak. A lot of grants don't cover that. So normally a grant program, that would be true. But in That's this particular grant... That's a pretty big misspeak. That's like the sole reason she voted no. All of a sudden she cared about that. Well, I think we have a window for reconsideration. I really do. I think there was some um, miscommunication there, some misinformation, and some misinterpretation about what our role on this grant is. It is about keeping Pima County safer. There is no doubt about that. The, we're, we're vulnerable to drug traffickers, human traffickers. And the idea that it's innocuous, that people come across the border undocumented, is simply false. They're paying people, gatekeepers in, in Sinaloa and Sonora, to come across these corridors, which is feeding the drug traffickers in, in um, Mexico. And the victimization of these people is incredible mm-hmm. as they come across the border. It is not compassionate public policy to tacitly encourage these people to make this journey across the desert. It's just simply not. The victimization by bandits and coyotes, uh, the victimization of the environment. My deputies recover about 150 bodies a year in the deserts of western Pima County. We'll never know who those people are. And and the price, the cost to go collect the bodies, the bones, paid for in Operation Stone Garden. Yeah, right? we charge Operation Stone Garden when we have to go way out into the deserts of Pima County to recover human remains. Uh, we charge that back uh, to Operation Stone Garden. And it is a humanitarian effort. And a lot of these people are OTMs other than Mexicans. They're coming up from El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala. They're coming up here for a better life. And, and granted, they should do that with proper documentation and following the legal. But a lot of people, because of desperation, they don't do that. And many of us might make that same decision. If you were desperate, mm-hmm. if your family was in jeopardy, all those things. But these people come up and they die in the deserts. We recover a skull and a leg bone. And we'll never know who that yeah, no, person was. Never. And that's a human rights tragedy. We really need to talk about the human rights tragedy of illegal immigration. It is undeniably a national security problem. No one could argue that um, sensibly. It is a public safety problem. Uh, the drug trafficking, human trafficking, the transnational crime organizations migrating across the, mm-hmm. the porous border present a public safety problem to the people of Pima County and nationally. And so it makes no sense that they would just take a million, almost a million and a half dollars away from you. No, it makes no sense. It it does uh, contribute uh, to making Pima County less safe. We're not interested in doing proactive federal immigration. I'm not interested in adopting a federal government responsibility. I don't have the resources to do so, nor should the people of Pima County expect that I would expend their tax dollars engaged in a federal responsibility. You and I would not want to see a Border Patrol agent running radar for speed on La Cunada. When yes, we're I would, <laughs> especially if it was Richard Elias. I would uh, definitely want that. Uh, no. uh, so so, okay. so real, real quick, um, have any of these supervisors or Chuck Huckabee reached out to you to find out what your opinion is, since you're the expert on this? Absolutely. I've had great conversations with Mr. Huckleberry. I think he supports... Since the vote? Absolutely. That afternoon. Um, uh, Mr. Huckleberry and I happened to be in a meeting that yeah. afternoon. Uh, he expressed some um, unhappiness that we turned away um, a million free yeah. dollars. Um, we had a discussion about that, and he's... I think he's going to be an advocate in trying to make a, a run at reconsideration. But none of the supervisors reached out to you? We've had some uh, off-the-record discussions with some of the supervisors. Okay. Um, now, you, you're confident you can get that money back. This could be corrected? Uh, confident? No. I'm, I'm absolutely con- uh, convicted, uh, convinced rather that we need to do, make a run at that, of okay. re-educating and, and, and making an effort at reconsideration. It's in the best interest of the people if, of Pima if County. If you guys don't, if they don't change their mind and you say they could vote on it again and hopefully get it. I hope so, in yes. In the next, next week and a half or so. It would be on the, the 20th. One? Now, if they don't, is that money, you never have a chance again, again at it? 
Well, it would be up to the Department of Homeland Security, but I would think that if you turn your nose up at uh, free money, it's like re- returning a gift. People don't feel like giving you the gift anymore. And there are other sheriffs. I'm sure Sheriff Wilmot, Sheriff Daniels would be uh, very happy to take uh, a portion of that money. Real quick, last one. I'm running short on time. I'm, you know, conspiracy theory hat on. You go in, you start cutting the budget because it's way bloated. As you know, I know you've been cutting things left and right, blah, blah, blah. Some deputies, some guys might not be happy because they mm-hmm. might lose out on some perks. All of a sudden, this happens. Now these guys can't get made overtime. You think that uh, they're trying to replace you. It is like a secret plan. They didn't do this when a Democrat was the sheriff, only a Republican, that they're going to somehow try to you know, lay blame on you and say and get the deputies to say, this guy is just killing morale here. He's destroying it. We're not getting paid. It's not what he said. Blah, blah. You think this is going to come out negatively and you're going to get blamed for this? Absolutely not. You don't think so? No, I, I'm not naive. Uh, not okay. my first rodeo. Yeah. And um, I'm, I have a good relationship with all members of the Board of Supervisors. And I don't think that there's any punitive action directed at me. I think this was really a knee-jerk reaction to national dialogue about immigration. I really do. And I think it was misdirected. Um, I have a great relationship with the board and uh, would never disparage them. We disagree and make no mistake. I disagree with this vote. Make no mistake. It, it, it does not keep Pima County safer. But we've got to find ways to work together, and, and we enjoy a good working relationship. All right. Sheriff, thank you for coming in. I thank appreciate you. it. All right. 72, we'll continue on KNST. Hello. How's it going? It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. 807 now on KNST AM 790 Tucson's. Most stimulating talk. Yes, yes, yes. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one. Will the government shut down after today? We don't know, but the Senate, the Republicans and Democrats have come to an agreement and the media is all happy. Oh my God, we have bipartisan. They don't tell you, of course, that uh, it's going to add a lot to the debt. Which is not good. Anyway, so the Senate came up with a uh, a plan to keep the government funded for a couple of years. Uh, but in the House, Democrats are not happy with this plan because it is uh, there's no amnesty for illegal aliens. And Republicans are very upset because, well, it's just way too much spending, right? Way too much spending. So we have that. Uh, we'll find out. I mean, again, it's supposed to, uh, I guess it, will, it, it today's the last day. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, second thing that I think you need to know, and this is a big, big, big deal. Okay. Uh, uranium one, remember that? Remember uranium one, uh, uranium one, uh, the, the informant, FBI informant has given his congressional testimony. He's written it and he, it's all about how he's witnessed and he has evidence and everything about Hillary getting bribed by Russians to get their hands on uranium. Oh yeah. It's all there. So of course the Dems are already just, they are. They're just destroying this guy. They're trying to smear this guy, okay? That's what they are doing. Uh, Third thing I think you need to know, we're going to put a couple of things in here. One, again, this story that I saw, uh, Trump is at 48% approval rating with Rasmussen. At the same time during Obama's presidency, he was only at 44. But the media, would they think that, you know, it's the worst thing of all time and Trump has no chance. And, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's crazy. And now it's just coming out this morning the jobless claims have dropped to a 45-year low. 45-year low? Holy smokes, three things that I think you need to know. Now, why is that? Is it the tax reform that the president and the Republicans pushed through? Not one Democrat supporting it? 
Grover Norquist, Americans for Tax Reform, uh, joins us now to talk about this and maybe, uh, you know, a, a very unfortunate economy you have here in Tucson. Can we somehow benefit? Grover, thanks for the time. Good morning. How you doing? Welcome to KNST. Garrett, good to be with you. All right. So uh, the stories that are out now, 45-year uh, uh, low in jobless claims. Then there's another story out there about there's glee, there's happiness, there's there's all kinds of good feelings spread across America thanks to the tax cuts. Did you even envision this? I didn't think it would happen this quickly. When you look at what the tax cut did in uh, going to full business expensing, which means all new investment to make people more productive and to make it possible to pay people more because they can create more with more tools and more um, better machinery and, and better computers, that made it easier, less expensive to invest in uh, raising people's pay. And at the end of the day, we cut the business tax so that when you invest and you earn a dollar, instead of the government taking 35 cents of that dollar, it only took 21 cents. So at both ends, we said, invest in the United States, invest in American workers, bring American earnings back to the country. But if you're in Brazil and you were thinking about where to invest and you were sort of between the United States and someplace else, we just gave you two really good reasons to send your investment to the United States to raise the pay of Americans and to employ more Americans. I knew that would happen over time. This is a very pro-growth tax reform package. It's not your average tax cut. It was a tax cut designed to create jobs and higher incomes. Uh, but when businesses looked ahead and saw this is going to be huge, and then they started do- doing the bonuses, which are storm petrols for, for, for significant pay increases. They go, we don't know how much more we can raise pay, but you know, it's going to be something. And we start putting down some markers. Uh, I was just looking, I don't know if people have been to our uh, website where we have the list of all of the announced bonuses that have been announced in the country where the c- company said because of the Republican tax cut we are doing pay increases, bonuses, more money for your 401k uh, and for anyone who runs a small business or a big business uh, in the Tucson area who's made a commitment like that and, and said we're going to do that come to the website and add your information to it because we want everybody to have it uh and there are companies with five people you know that have put them that, that we've put on this list because we want everyone to know who's getting these benefits more than four uh, three million people have gotten it much more than three it's sometimes tough to count because you don't know exactly how many yeah. people work for every company but it is growing in uh in arizona walmart alone twenty one thousand People in Arizona who work for Walmart are getting bonuses. They also have a $5,000 um, benefit for the cost of adopting uh, that Walmart did because of the tax cut. Um, Western Alliance uh, Bank Corporation in Phoenix uh, just did pay increases, pay increases 7.5% for their, uh, for their, the lowest half of employees uh, and increased bonuses. And a 401k match data sales company in Scottsdale, $1,000 bonuses for 80 employees. A YAM worldwide, Scottsdale also 2,000 bonuses uh, for 595 employees. Um, and Arizona Public Service, the utility, APS, yep. has announced a $119 million reduction in the cost of electricity because their federal taxes are down. Grover Norquist is who you're listening to, Americans for Tax Reform. You can see the list uh, of all these companies at ATR. 
org. Uh, one thing that's unfortunate about what you just said is that everything is north of where we are in Tucson. See, in Tucson, we're run by uh, pretty much morons. I mean, you look around the country and you see the success people are having and companies are having and states are having because of tax cuts, right? Well, a week uh-huh. and a half ago, the leadership here in Tucson had a retreat and they said, you know what? We could see ourselves running out of money pretty soon. We may have to raise taxes in the next couple of years to try to to try to come up with more money. And and I'm thinking, you see the success and the business growth and the jobs everywhere else because of tax cuts. And here, you're wanting to raise taxes. So my question to you, how did, in your estimation, is it possible for cities like Tucson that are run by people that don't have a clue when it comes to business to somehow be successful because of the federal tax reform? Uh, yes, and this one of the things that helps is the federal tax reform and what's coming in terms of entitlement reform, moving um, decisions on the various welfare programs uh, out to the states and block granting it, making states responsible. Um, you have a very competent governor uh, and uh, has taken the lead on a whole series of, of free market approaches. I, I, I rec- regularly recommend to other governors take a look at uh, the list of things that Ducey has done uh, on you know, making the state friendly for the, the more modern job-creating economy. But you're right, a mayor... Uh, or a bad city council can mess things up yeah. locally, and part of that is just to sh- is to highlight the successes other places. They can't look you in the eye and say, "Oh, we have to raise taxes because the economy is bad." They say, "I'm sorry. Why is the rest of the country not take that approach?" I mean, you know, I mean, there are fail- failing cities like Chicago. They do that, but that's <laughs> Chicago was once a very wealthy, successful city. It's, yeah. in, it's in decline. I mean, it's still there and everything, but it's not doing as well, and it's put itself into bankruptcy with its pensions. I mean, probably, if they're damaging a city now, take a look at the pensions, because the politicians also first bankrupt a city 30 years from now, or 20 years from now, with outrageous pensions, and then they get to bankrupting it today. And that's what the problem is. They, they, the pensions, granted, the market's gone up considerably since, you know, election day. So the pensions... you know, it should be. But they said because of the pensions they have to pay off, uh, that they think they might be broke in the next few years here already in Tucson. So that that's a that's a big problem. And um, if they offered to reform it so that this problem ceases to be a problem, you know, twenty, thirty, forty years from now. Yeah, they, in Utah, they the whole state of Utah moved all of their pensions to a defined contribution, like a four hundred one k, for all government employees, cops, firemen. Teachers, state, local, county. Uh, several years ago, they shifted over and they they put ten percent of your salary into four hundred one k. You can match it. When you're tired of working for the city or the state or the school, you know, walk out the door and that money is yours and it goes with you. You want to stay as long as you want. It accumulates, um, and so workers have complete control of their pension. They're not going to end up retiring and having some politician go, oh, I forgot to steal money for your pension. Now you're screwed. You know um, what? It's interesting you say that. I grew up in Long Island, and my best friend's wife is a teacher, and she's been doing it for 21 years. And they get, you know, taxes are astronomical in New York and especially Long Island. And it's like she's job-locked. She's like, I can't go be a teacher somewhere else because I make way too much money, and I need my pension, and I have nine more years. You know, imagine if she had a 401k where she could take it with her versus the pension where all of a sudden it just cuts off and she loses out. One of, it, it, just as you're saying, 
the damage of those kind of pensions, defined benefit where you have to be there for X number of years and lock in and you can't move it someplace else, as opposed to a 401k and individual retirement account, a defined contribution pension, uh, is that there's an entire collection. I've seen this in D.C. and in the private sector where somebody's X number of years away from the 20 you're vesting, they don't want to be there anymore. They've quit working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're not helpful. Nobody wants to fire them because it's not fair to let the guy go a few years before vesting. And so you, they're not happy. That The business isn't happy. The work doesn't get done. Whereas if they had a portable pension, they could go, I'm out of here. I'm taking my portable pension. Or you could say to them, you know, you quit working. So you and your portable pension go somewhere else. But when, you don't lose your pension. You just move it someplace else. Uh, government setting up those pensions is very, very uh, unhelpful. Look, this tax cut thing you asked about, did we think, did I expect it to do this well? I thought it would do well, but the question, do you going to vote for a Republican or a Democrat, or do you like the tax bill, was way underwater in December. In December, uh, people said 18% more, I'm going to vote for the Democrats, not the Republicans. Uh, a month uh, out since the bill t- actually passed and took effect, those numbers have collapsed, and Republicans and Democrats are much closer on how you're going to vote. Do you think this will raise your taxes? There's still 35% of Americans on some of these polls that think the tax bill will raise their taxes. The happiness with the tax bill will go up once again in February because that is the month when people will get two paychecks if you get paid every two weeks. And in each of them, you can look, and, and they've now, at the IRS and at various companies, adjusted the withholding. So you will see how much lower your taxes are and how much higher your pay is. A tax cut is a pay increase. Exactly. 90% of Americans, the IRS said, will get a clear tax cut, a clear pay increase. It'll show up in February, and every month from now until November to pick a date at random, you'll get this notice every two weeks. Your pay went up, your pay went up, your pay went up because the Republicans cut your taxes and every single Democrat voted no. They had, the Democrats didn't have an alternative tax cut. I mean, they run around now, you know, they, they, have, they can't even tell you now, would you, um, you know, what, what, would you get rid of it? <laughs> they, didn't, they, they didn't want you to get this pay cut, the pay, tax cut, they didn't want you to get this pay Increase. They voted against it, and they have to stand up and say. And and now they, you know, when you hear that somebody gets a thousand dollar bonus or that pay is increasing, I mean the one, you know, seven and a half percent pay increase for the for the lowest fifty percent um, half of the companies all getting significant uh, pay increases on that. You know, those people were were told by the Democrats, we don't want you to have this. So not only do the bonuses tell people that business is getting better and that business um, leaders go, we're going to be paying you more. We don't know how much, but here's $1,000 to start. That's not a bad approach. You'd be in trouble if they said, we don't know what's going on, but we're cutting you pay $1,000 as a one-time thing. You'd go, that's not a one-time thing. That's the beginning of trouble. So this is very helpful. Then the lower taxes, higher pay shows up for the rest of the year, and you're seeing 200,000 people net went to work um, this last month, those numbers continue to move forward. We have a lot of Obama damage to undo. Yes. That while that unemployment number is low, 
There's a second un- unemployment number, which is people who are looking who don't have a job. That's the one that's about 4% and, and, and low. But there's another one, which is, did you used to be looking, and are you still sort of between 25 and 55, and did you quit looking? Mm-hmm. So those are the discouraged workers. That number shot up to 4% under Obama, and it's still there. So we need to get an economy so strong that we coax the people who quit looking, who are sitting on a couch somewhere, who you know decide, oh, there's no job for me. So when they ask them, are you looking for it? The answer is no, because they're not. Um, and the labor force participation rate, the number of people of working age who are working, is low, and it fell during the Obama years. People left the workforce and said, I'm not looking, I'm not participating. During a real recovery, during a normal recovery, that number goes up. As more people, oh, there are jobs out there, and people come into the workforce. During recoveries, you often see the unemployment rate go up because discouraged workers who weren't counted say, now I'm looking. Exactly. That's why it was no recovery. And the media is a joke. Um, and I want to tell you about a media story in just one second. And by the way, uh, you're listening to Grover Norquist, president, Americans uh, for Tax Reform, ATR.org is the website. Uh, I, I'm sure you saw this story. I, I You know, as I, as I get older, I laugh at other things. I mean, I laugh at immature stuff because I'm still a guy. But there was a story at the Hill about Democrats running the mid, a midterm. One of, their, one of their themes would be repeal and replace of the tax reform. Are you freaking kidding me? Congress, Congressperson Ro Khanna of California, Democrat, we should repeal it, and I think we should offer an alternative tax plan. I mean, are they high? Do they not see what, what we see? I, how is it possible Republicans may somehow lose when you have all the people in the country getting rich, wages going up, jobs being created? How is it possible? And how dumb are the Democrats to run on repeal and replace the tax reform? Well, they're kind of stuck. Uh, they hope to stop tax reform and tax reduction. If they'd stopped it, if they'd gotten two or three, I mean, you know, McCain was ill, maybe he wouldn't be able to show up. There were a couple other people that could have gotten threatened or pushed around. Didn't. All 52 voted. McCain was there. McCain was very helpful. He, you know, he, he helped get it through. We appreciate that vote. Flake, who was mad at the oh, president, God. he stood with the taxpayers and said, we're voting on this. He didn't wander off on this issue because he was mad at the president. Um, so we held all the Republicans, but they thought, the Democrats thought, if we say incredibly outrageous things, things. We might scare some of these people mm-hmm. into voting no. And then every lie they told would be true because they could say anything they want about a bill that didn't pass. <laughs> yeah. The Republicans were going to do this and it would have done why. Now they're stuck with reality, higher pay, bonuses coming out, more jobs being created, trillions of dollars flowing into the United States. I just got sent a United Nations report where they're concerned because direct foreign investment, money that goes from one, uh, or foreign direct investment, from one country to another, it's being disrupted. Why? Because the United States is a magnet for its own money coming back. Mm -hmm. So all this money we're expecting to stay overseas because of American stupid tax policy is now coming back to the United States. Plus, people in other countries, in Japan and, and Brazil and Germany, are investing in the United States. And they're seeing a shift in where direct investment's going to go, and it's going to affect the rest of the world and help the United States as people. I just spent a week in Japan. The government asked me to come over and explain to them what was going on, tax reform. And I met with all sorts of very interesting people. They 
first of all, they're very scared of China. Uh, they really like the United States. They really want us to succeed, and they think this tax cut puts us back on top. Wow. And they think, they said, that you, you're con- you, we need your economy to be strong for us to do well. We need your military to be strong so that China doesn't eat us. Um, and they wish us well, and they think that this was the most important thing in, to the whole world to have the United States get stronger with this tax cut. It was very interesting to see their analysis and, and their cheerful happiness for us as opposed to some countries should go yeah. to where they want. Well, this is incredible. Last one for me. Where do you think this goes? I mean, we've had incredible success before the tax cut was even enacted, for God's sakes. All the bonuses, all that stuff. I mean, six months from now, a year from now, what do you predict? What do you see? Oh, I think you'll see stronger growth. Remember, we were at less than 2% during the eight Obama. Yep. Since the economy started to recover, it's been 2% growth. Reagan's was 4.5%. This was 2%. Um, I think, and we've got up to 3%, uh, largely because of the deregulation. Mm-hmm. We forget this economy is growing because all of the massive regulations that Obama put on them, some of them were stopped and, and they were threatened but didn't happen. That's a huge story, the difference between what almost happened in the country and, and where we are today. But we're also beginning to reduce the regulatory burden uh, on old and long-standing destructive regulations. That's lifting up the economy, and now the tax cut comes in. So... Um, I would not be surprised at at 4% growth uh, moving forward. We do have more tax reduction to do. This was a great first start. States need to reduce taxes. Local governments need to reduce taxes. They need to realize um, the importance of this. And while money flows into the United States, it doesn't have to go to cities that are incompetently run. So even... Cities, I can't just sit here and go, well, money's coming from overseas, it'll land on me. It can pass right over you uh, and end up in Utah or Nevada or Texas or a town 50 miles or 100 miles or you know, 200 miles Not away in Tucson. from Tucson. Yeah. If Tucson chases away businesses and opportunity and jobs. So the oh, White House, yeah. the Congress can't do everything. They can lay it out so that people want to invest in America and put more money in. But Tucson has to be deregulating and lowering taxes, just as the United States as a whole is. I hope. Don't hold your breath. Uh, and, and real last one, yes or no, do you think, because the economy is going to be as strong as you believe it is, that the Republicans will hold the House and gain more Senate seats? The, uh, they will gain Senate seats. I believe they will hold the House. Uh, the biggest shift yet to come is I believe that the Treasury Secretary will do an executive order to say that capital gains will no longer be, capital gains taxes will no longer be applied to inflationary gains. Uh, they ha- he has the right to do this. They've, they've, this has been done in the past. Um, this would say that if you bought a house or land or a truck and then you sell it, um, the appreciation in your house or your land, some of that's inflation, some of it's real. Take the inflation part out, and capital gains only hits the part that's real increase. Wow. It would, in effect, drop the capital gains burden on average in half in the country, and that, I believe, will be a, a, a very strong stimulus 
almost as significant as the tax cut. That does not require Democrat votes or even a vote in Congress. This can be done by executive order. Um, and just watch for it, I think, in the next several months um, that we'll, we'll see this happen. Grover Norquist, appreciate the, the great news and the outlook. Uh, thank you so much for the time this morning. I really appreciate it. Good to be with you. Same here. Take it easy. You got it. ATR.org is the website. Go there. 830. I'm late. It's KNST. Ask your wife. Oh, oh, oh. And then there's that, right? Sure. Um, bless you. Three things I think you need to know. Bless you, Ryan. I heard it on my mic, so I don't think anybody else heard it, but I wanted to embarrass you anyway since you do it to me when I sneeze on the radio. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, um, the Senate passed a uh, a budget deal. Democrats, Republicans come together, Republicans to waste more money, to spend more, whatever. So anyway, Republicans are adding to the debt, so people aren't happy. Democrats, they did whatever. It goes back to the House. Democrats in the House very upset because they... Um, there's no, there's no amnesty, right? Republicans, they're upset because it adds to the debt. So who knows if it's going to happen or get through, and you'll probably find enough squishy people on both sides to get it through, and the government will stay open. We'll go from there. Second thing that I think you need to know, by the way, if they don't do it by today, government's closed tomorrow, and the world will end, as it did a few weeks ago, right? Second thing I think you need to know, Uranium One, this, this scandal is freaking huge. And the guy that is the informant testified before Congress, gave his testimony, written testimony, all about how uh, the Russians were going to bribe the Clintons to make sure they can get their hands on uranium and stuff like that. I mean, he has all the evidence. He provided Congress the memo, and he gave, he spelled everything out. Unbelievable. What is going on? We'll get into that. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, jobless rate now dropping to a 45-year low, a 45-freaking-year low. That's huge. But, you know, people are going to totally vote for the Democrats to repeal and replace their tax reform. Please, let me give you more of my money. The money that I finally got back, I will give it back to you now. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? So much sense. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so we have that. Uh, Three things that I think you need to know. Okay. Um, Now, I just want... let's. Should we should we go with the fun with the Pelosi or I don't ugh. there's so much that we have here. Fun and Pelosi really don't go together. Well, it's fun because you know you're right. But she stood for, <laughs> for eight hours yesterday. She not did the, some work. Not in the kitchen. She stood for illegal machine. Literally, they're so dumb. They got crushed shutting down the government, trying to get pushed for amnesty, and they realize nobody wants that. Yet this dingbat steps up there. In front of uh you know, there were like some people. One one lady actually fell asleep. There's there's video of her falling asleep. A Democrat watching her talk for eight hours fell asleep. Uh, she was ta- telling stories about these uh, dreamers and DACA and this and that. But So again, standing up for illegal aliens, that should totally help them in the midterm elections, right? But anyway, uh, Trump, this is just a classic Trump, 137. This is why he's there. This is why we don't like politicians. He says it like it is. He said this about Nancy in, C- in uh, Cincinnati. Here we go. I think this is not a good day for Nancy Pelosi. She's our secret weapon. No, she's our secret. I just hope they don't Mm -hmm. change her. There are a lot of people that want to run her out. She's she's really out there. I'm supposed to make a deal with her. Okay. And then leave it to Chris Matthews. This is why we hate the media. Chris Matthews, I don't know how people think like this. My mind doesn't work this way. It's why I couldn't make it on MSNBC. I'm not demented, right? 
Chris Matthews actually thinks that Republicans, people attack Nancy Pelosi, not because she's dumb as a box of rocks. She's kind of wacky. She's kind of kooky. No, it's because of her ethnicity or something. I mean, there's a lot of people that attack other people for being Italian, right? Hey, yes, that guy's Italian. Oh, it's usually a compliment. It means they can, I'm going to appropriate the culture and stereotype. You can cook, right? Anyway, listen to Chris Matthews. Listen to this. Picking out somebody from one of the coasts, usually ethnic, and making them the, the poster person of the, of the Democratic Party is old business for the Republicans. They did it with, oh, yeah. uh, way back to some guy from the, the Bronx back in the 40s. They did, oh, it. Yeah, some they guy did it with Bella Absug from the west side yeah. of New York City. Pause it, pause they it. Did it, it it's, it's, Trump is not the old Republican Party, first of all. You think Trump's sitting there going, well, you know, back in the 40s, they made fun of this guy in the Bronx for being ethnic. I'm going to do the same thing to Nancy. That's right. Not because she's dumb, but because she's, oh, yeah, she's, oh, totally. Idiots. Let me tell you something. And then some guy named Bella. That's right. Wait, wait. They did it to somebody named Bella, and it worked really well. What? What do you want to say? Modern Dems do the exact opposite. They, they pretend to be a part of a culture to appropriate the culture. The, the chick with the curly hair who pretended she was black. Oh, yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's her name? The white chick that said she was black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, how's about Pocahontas? Right? Well, that's true. Pocahontas. That's right. Yep. She, for a job. Let's let's finish it off. Listen. Tip on the other day after Teddy. Now they're doing it after Teddy Kane. Now they do it after... Uh, really? After uh, Nancy Pelosi. They love to get an ethnic sort of person from one of the coasts and make him the bad person. So the Irish Ronald Reagan went after the Irish Tip O'Neill? Okay. Was <sighs> he really Irish? Huh? Was he really Irish? Who? Ronald Reagan. Yeah, sure. Good enough. It's not Italian. Anyway. Could have fooled me with that hair. Oh, stop it. What? Uh, so there's also uh, breaking news. Again, let me just remind you. Not one second of coverage on ABC, NBC, or CBS about the text messages that we talked about yesterday where Comey wanted to get briefed by the two uh, lovers at the FBI, Stroke and the Chick Page. Not one second. Well, one of the texts was like, Comey wants to get brief because POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. That would be POTUS Obama, president of the United States. Now, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Now, oh boy. Now it looks like Hillary was involved in knowing about her own email investigation as well. Senator Ron Johnson's office put out all these text messages. And on page 433, just so you know, I'm giving background. Page 433 of page 502, right? Page 433 out of the 502 pages there. On November 4th, 2016, in the aftermath of the Jim Comey press conference about Anthony Weiner's laptop, right? That had his wife's uh, top secret classified stuff and Hillary's as well. So in the aftermath of Comey's presser about Anthony Weiner's laptop, somebody named her called to give the FBI hell. Who is the her? Hmm? Who is the her? Lisa Page wrote, No Pete, meaning Peter Stroke, that's her lover, that's the FBI guy, the dirty guy, one of the big ones. No Pete, it's your job, and plus she actually knows what you're doing this time. And that the American presidential election, and thus the state of the world, actually hangs in the balance. So this chick, though, she was again, she was like the number two's chief legal counsel at the FBI, or number three. So there are two or three. She's up there, this Lisa Page. She wrote that November 4th, 223 on Friday. Unbelievable. 
Bless you. So who was she? She actually knows what you're doing this time. Was it Hillary? Huh. So Stroke and Page both work at the FBI, both up there at the FBI. Stroke is famous for his activities in protecting Hillary from criminal charges. CNN reported electronic records show Peter Stroke, who led the investigation of Hillary's private email server as the number two official in the counterintelligence division, changed Jim Comey's earlier draft language, describing Clinton as grossly negligent instead of extremely careless, all this other stuff. She. She actually... No, Pete, it's your job in caps. She Plus, she actually knows what you're doing this time. And that the American presidential election and thus the state of the world actually hangs in the balance. Wow. Looks like Hillary knew and was involved in getting... I mean, they're all... Being, you don't think they'd all, you know, make phone calls to Inside Info and do this? Of course they would. I mean, you think they would... What, are you kidding me? These are bad people. These are bad people. So we have that, which is nice. 852, we'll continue. You can react... 880-KNST, 880-5678. I know I do say that just for fun sometimes. But I seriously, we'll, we'll get to that, okay? 852. We have so much more to get to. No. Yeah. You're kidding me. Joseph's uh, turned me on. That was this. yesterday? Yes. Nancy Pelosi goes full racist. We'll get to that. On the Senate floor in her eight hours. I can't. Holy crap. Did she just really say that? I'm triggered. We'll get to that. Coming up, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating to Yes. 9.08 on this Thursday. It's uh, February 8th. Three hours already? Already? Try sitting over here, man. Well. It flies right by. I'm glad. That means it doesn't suck. Well. Well, it's supposed to not. Anyway, Morning Ritual, me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yeah, we, we, we do have this style. Anyway, there are three things that I think you need to know. Uh, how about this? How about this? Let's start with this. Uh, jobless claims now at a 45-year low. Trump's approval is now at 48% in Rasmussen. And whereas the media thinks that they want to tell you everybody hates him, right? They all, everybody hates him. He's the worst. Turns out, it turns out that Obama's approval rating at the exact same time in his presidency is four points lower than what Trump's is. Uh Oh, yeah. Take the back of your hand. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is is this. This is uh, this is very, very, very good. The Uranium One, baby. Uranium One. uh, They that scandal. The informant from the FBI testified before Congress, written testimony, just laying the, the everything, the framework for what he knows has evidence for everything about how Hillary was about to be bribed by the Russians. She was going to accept the bribes so they could get uh, the Russians to get their hands on our uranium. Really incredible stuff. Really incredible stuff. And how the Russians were going to aid Iran with this as well. So finally, I mean, can we get some people busted on this? It'd be nice. Third thing, I think you need to know, and this is another one, you gots to love this. Um, we could have a deal to keep the government open. I know you're bored by that already. The Senate uh, decided they came up with an agreement to fund the government. The Dems got their domestic programs. The Republicans got their military programs. Uh, fiscal hawks in the House. Republicans not happy because it adds to the debt. Democrats not happy in the House with the Senate deal because there's nothing for amnesty. I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? 
So we'll see what happens. I think there's enough people that aren't fiscal hawks anymore because the Republicans are not fiscally responsible. They they don't know how to cut wasteful spending because they suck like that. Uh, those, well, I don't know if there's enough of those to stop it or keep it going. We'll find out. Three things I think you need to know, but the government may shut down. A life will be over as we know it uh, after today. Uh, now, uh, really quick, really quick. Don't forget, uh, you can come hang out with me at uh, Madame Homes. The Parade of Homes is going on this weekend. And next weekend. But this Saturday from noon to 2, I'll be at the uh, Madame Homes up in the Dove Mountain area in their newest Sycamore model home. I wonder if this is the one that has the dog washing station. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you can come join me. It's going to be great. As a matter of fact, I have just received notice uh, that while I'm there, I'll be giving away two pairs of Conquistador club passes. To the uh, golf tournament coming up at Tucson National. How cool is that? So if you want to join me up there, I'll be there from noon to two on Saturday. Madame Homes at the Parade of Homes event that's happening all over. Uh, the Dove Mountain area, the newest Sycamore model. I will be up there from noon to two this Saturday. I hope you join me. I mean, you could win something, but you can join me as well, which you'd probably rather win something. I get it. I get it. All right, let's play the uh, Nancy Pelosi thing. She was speaking for eight hours. Eight hours on her feet in four-inch heels. She never sat down. What a hero. I mean, man, it makes me never want to put on heels. Anyway, so she's up there speaking for eight hours about how great illegal aliens are, talking about stories of illegal aliens and all this other stuff. I mean, really, really just, mm, just connecting with Americans. And uh, this happened. Here we go. Let's, let's listen to this. I'm reminded of um, my own grandson. He's um, Irish, English, whatever, whatever, and Italian-American. He's, he's the mix. But he looks more like the other side of the family, shall we say. He's, he, he's, um, and when he had his um, sixth, fifth birthday, sixth birthday mm. he had a very close friend whose name is Antonio, who's from Guatemala. And he has beautiful tan skin, mm. beautiful brown eyes, oh, yeah. and the rest. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know. This was such a proud day for me because when my grandson blew out the candles on his cake, they said, did you make a wish? And he said, yes, I made a wish. He said, well, what is your wish? He said, I wish I had brown skin and brown eyes like Antonio. Pause it. Yeah, that's what every six-year-old wishes for, right? Okay, first off, you're racist. You're try- She is. Is she not? Can we say everybody's racist? What a... You know, so, so John Kelly says we want to give an am- we're offering an amnesty where even illegal aliens that are uh, too lazy to sign up for that that they, they haven't signed up for DACA because they're too lazy they'll get a chance to do it. Also, you're the worst. You're calling them lazy. You're the well, they are. I mean, you just offered a freaking legal way to stay here, and you're too lazy to sign up for. You're dumb. Just admit you're it. You're lazy. Just okay. admit it. No, right. no, no, no. Just but, admit it. You want to look like me? My dark hair and dark skin. No, Nancy Pelosi's my grandson eyes. wants to look like you. Hola, senor. Not all of you, because there's a lot of you, but there's... Bring me your women. Can you believe that? I mean, talk about a lot here. What do you want? It's true. I have a five-year-old. Do you know what they wish for? Not me. Toys. Nerf guns. Exactly. If my son was ever like, I wish I had the same skin color as Antonio, I'd be like, wait, What? 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 I mean, throw the BS flag out there a lot. No, I don't believe he said that. No, 
Why do you have to drag your grandson into this? Are you, or are you actually, are you brainwashing him to want to be that way? Do you think he's, what is the name of that chick again? Yeah, the one that's Which white one? but thinks she's black. Oh, from yesterday? I forgot her name. You know, so do I, who cares? <laughs> really? Is your son, is your grandson transracial? I mean, he. I wish, for my birthday, I wish I had dark skin and dark eyes like Antonio. And all these idiots are up there. Oh. Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, that's hey. it. I Do you really think we're that stupid? Now, there will be people that are that dumb that will hear this and go, oh, yeah. Oh, I totally believe that. It makes a lot of sense. What a good kid. What a smart kid. Nancy Pelosi's smart and nice, and she's raising her grandchildren because her children are raised that way and her grandchildren are raised that way, and they're just so nice. Oh, she's teaching them Spanish then. Yeah, well, good luck. Give me a break. Bull crap. Go back just a little bit so we can hear that one more time. Because, again, six-year-olds generally listen for that. Hang on, hang on, just, you want, is it a little bit further back or no? I don't know. Okay. Right, his um, yeah. sixth, fifth birthday, sixth birthday. Which one? He had a very close friend 56. whose name is Antonio, who's from Guatemala. And he has beautiful tan skin, beautiful brown eyes, mm, and the rest. Yes. And mm. um, this was such a proud day for me because oh, yeah. when... My grandson blew out the candles on his cake. They said, did you make a wish? And he said, yes, I made a wish. He said, well, what is your wish? He said, I wish I had brown skin and brown eyes like Antonio. (laughs) So beautiful. So beautiful. So So touching. The beauty is in the mix. The face of the the future for our country is uh, all American. It's all brown. that Mm. has many versions. We just need you to vote for us is all I'm trying to say. Wait, what'd she say? None of my friends... has many versions. Cock long skull. Wait, 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 wait. Did she just cuss? I don't think so. I think she's trying to pronounce someone's name. But, uh... One more time. Has many versions. Cock long skull. None of my friends... Did she just say long duck dong? Cock long skull. It's grandpa. None of my friends from my hometown know... He said, my parents raised me to be gritty, never to complain or take handouts. I think you're making this up. I didn't you're making want to have words. a victim mentality or be known for being undocumented. But I realized that sharing my story would be I don't therapeutic. Care. I just like watching the people leave behind her. All right. Got to go. If you're a parent, yeah. <laughs> if you're a parent and your kid is six and says, I wish my skin looked like his, you failed as a parent. The kid feels bad about himself. I mean, this, again, this is why it's such. It's, she's lying through her teeth. I hope that there are other people in the media because she won't ever talk to people like me. But if there's others to say, did that really happen? Can we ask your six-year-old grandson about this? Is he not into like PJ masks or anything else that kids are into? Did he not want to ask for a uh, red rifle BB gun? <laughs> I, you are such a liar. And honestly, if you are uh, of brown skin, you should feel offended that you're being used. Can we take two real quick? Why? Because. I'll get it for you. No, wait a second. Who's on line two? Jose. Jose. Uh, Hello, Jose. Welcome to KNST. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, for for your sixth birthday, you should wish you could look like Raul Grijalva. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which part? The Raul Grijalva that's you know passed out on the floor, or the Raul Grijalva that's on the 
on the, the stool destroying it. Which one? Which Grijalva? You choose. <laughs> Jose, let me just tell you, for my 41st birthday, which will be coming up this year, my wife's going to ask, what did you wish for when I, I, I blow out the candle? And I'm going to say, I wish that I had the same skin as Jose. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest thing ever. Would that not freak you out? Like, imagine, wouldn't you be like... Dude, that's weird. Like I mean, even if you're six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but imagine, imagine if that actually happened. Antonio's like, what? <laughs> Have a good day, man. See you, man. I wish I had the skin and eye color of Jose. Oh, Buffalo Bill. When did you get here? Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the craziest. Bad. I wish I looked like Grahalva. Blah. Nobody would ever wish to look like Grahalva. I'm going to buy you the Grahalva uh, lookalike kit. You ever want to breathe like Grahalva? I do every time I jog down the hall. Just like <clears throat> that's what it sounds like. Leave me alone. Have you heard me jog down the hall? I, I, I did. I've. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! That's over the line, that's right? The that's line. the one. Okay, you talking the... about my weight? Okay, it's true. <laughs> Imagine if this really happened. Antonio's sitting there. Cool chocolate cake is awesome. Maybe it's ice cream cake. I mean, I'm partial because of where I grew up to have like Carvel ice cream cake. You know, you get the the chocolate crunchies. You could have Fudgy the Whale. Whatever. The Fudgy the Whale because you don't have them out here. I know. Anyway, so you have that. And and Antonio's like, oh, I can't wait for him to just blow out the damn candles already. And just, I want to get a piece of ice cream cake. And, you know, all of a sudden he's a good friend. This can be so good. We're going to play with his toys. And all of a sudden your friend wishes. To look just like you with your awesome skin. You'd be like, all right, now it's weird. Even at six. She really thinks we're that dumb. But maybe there are dumb people that actually believe what she said. Can you uh, see uh, Nancy going, Antonio, do you uh, do you moisturize? <clears throat> we like your skin. <clears throat> Time to leave at that yeah, point. I'm Antonio. At this point, I feel weird. Like, really? Sh- okay. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. We've done so... We've we've done so much on this show. Uh, Have you seen the picture on my Facebook page, by the way, of Joe Manchin? You need to like and follow my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. There's a picture of Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. He's standing with a woman. And... He supports Planned Parenthood. That's what's there. And then apparently three weeks either before or after that picture, there's another picture of him. It was taken side by side, right? He's standing with another woman where he's against Planned Parenthood. So within a three-week time period, within a three-week time period, Joe Manchin was for and against Planned Parenthood to win re-election. It is an incredible picture. Uh, I tweeted it out at Garrett Lewis. Follow me there, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Please, um, please like it and follow it there. Okay, we'll get reaction if it's, uh, if it's good. So that's nice. And there's more that we need to talk about and talk to. And I'm getting great emails. So stay, just stay with me. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Moisturize. Oh. <laughs> Hello, how you doing? What's going on? 927, sunny high, about 83 today. About 83 Yes, 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 yes. Uh, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter, I hope you saw that picture of Joe Manchin. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, I really hope you saw 
the picture there on my Facebook page because it's just it's it's exactly why we don't like uh, it's exactly why we don't like politicians. They're just slime balls, man, and they're just dumb and everything else and blah 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 blah. So anyway, um, I just want you to. Well, there's there's so much we need to get to also. But uh, did you hear about this thing? Trump's talking about a parade. He wants to have a parade to celebrate the military. Yeah, the military parade. Yeah, right. And of course, Mika's face on MSNBC said he's coming up with dictatorial ideas. He's a dictator. Yeah, a lot of dictators want to cut taxes and give your money back to you and not keep it for themselves. Well, way to go, Mika's face. I like that. It's, it makes a lot of sense, right? So you have that. Um, so um, I want you to hear um, some members of Congress talk about this. Because you know what Trump's idea by, behind this is, by the way? It's to gain more credibility. It's to get more people on the Republican side on his side. It's all it is. Because nobody's against the military, of course, except the Democrats. He's trying to help Republicans win the midterms, right? Because... We may or may not have this military parade, but he's waiting for idiotic Democrats to come out against it. But instead, you have moronic Republicans that are also kind of coming out against it. And, you know, what did they, he's, he's leaving it out there. He's setting up Democrats going, what are you going to do, be against the military? You don't want to celebrate? And then these dopey, stupid Republicans are, oh, well, I, I, I mean... The Democrats all fell in line. I'm not saying you got to fall in line, but they all fell in line behind Obama and his stupid policies, and it got them losses, right? And then these stupid Republicans, they just don't get it. I want you to hear. Uh, here is a uh, Senator James Lankford, Jeff Flake, and John Kennedy, three Republicans. Of course, you have Flake in there. Just listen to this. Here we go. Reasonable to, uh, for the for the nation, reasonable to, uh, for the for the nation to be patriotic and to be able to celebrate the people that are serving us. That one percent that actually serves us on national defense. Uh, but we've got to also be cautious on how we do spending. We usually don't do that. The military parades after we win a war or something like that. But this hasn't been our tradition. And- would seem a little out of place to me. I think confidence is silent and insecurity is loud. So, hang on, that's Senator John Kennedy, Republican Louisiana. Uh, so when La- Trump was loud, which is what won him the election, was he insecure? Really? Really? Uh, America is the most powerful country in all of human history. Everybody knows it, and we don't need to show it off. We're not North Korea. Mm. We're not Russia. Mm. We're not China. Mm. And I don't want to be. Thanks. I don't mind. We don't mean to. Hang on, there's more. And uh, for that reason, I would be against uh, flaunting our strength. We don't need to. See, when you don't flaunt, I mean, you got to brag. They still don't get the whole messaging, the branding. They still don't get it. You have a master brander of Trump. Media's not going to sing your praises, dingbat. You got to set these other, you got to set the other side up. Trump is doing it beautifully. And he's, we don't really do that. I don't want to flaunt. I don't want to. Why? So if North Korea holds a parade for the military, and we do, we're just like North Korea. Really? I don't wow. see anybody starving, mostly. Thank you. Just stupid. Just leave. You know what? If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Setting them up, and then he's, they're, they're wrecking it. Stupid. 
931 on KNST AM 790. Uh, there is more. We have more we need to play, more we need to do, um, including, by the way, the uh, the story. It's really incredible about uh, Pima County. If you missed it, this is really incredible. Uh, the paperwork, the requests, because, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Pima County Board of Supervisors rejected, flat out rejected, right? Uh, the request for a million, almost a million and a half dollar grant from the federal government. We would get that grant, right? We would get that grant and it would help us uh, in Pima County pay for all kinds of things they couldn't pay for. And you have a moron, a Richard Elias, and a couple of dingbats in Bronson and Valdez that go along and they reject the grant. What was what was being asked for this year compared to last year and the year before when there was Democratic sheriffs? I will get you up on that coming up. First, Connecticut. February is Heart Health Month, right? Heart disease is the number one killer in America. A lot of studies show if you drink more water, it's very good for your heart. When water tastes good, you'll drink more. Thus, your heart can be healthier. Call Connecticut, 293-6687. Ask about the K5 drinking water system. No other system on the market is certified to remove more contaminants. Plus, Connecticut's K5 has the highest ratings by leading consumer magazines. There's no reason to mess with bottled water delivery or filled jugs at the store. You could be like me and my family. We get unlimited Connecticut water right at our tap. It is delicious. It is so good. Uh, I find it actually comes out of the perfect temperature, and I just literally down water. I doubt my wife. We've drank more water over the past almost year that we've had it than we have in our lives because it's easy, right? You don't have to worry about getting those cases of plastic bottled water, storing them somewhere, maybe reports of plastic chemicals in those bottles. Uh, some companies just simply bottling tap water. Connecticut Water, by the way, currently offering 20% off suggested price on the K5 system. 20% off. It's the only microbiologically safe water on the market. And Connecticut is also offering homeowners two free Renaissance Festival tickets with a complimentary in-home consultation and water analysis. If you're married, the spouse has to be present. Valid while supplies last. 293 Call 293-6687. Go to KineticoTucson.com. Maricopa Water is the exclusive authorized independent Connecticut dealer for Tucson. Yes, three things I think you need to know. 943, sun is out. It's warming up. Going to be 83 or so. Um, Let's do this. Number one, apparently there is a vote coming up on a spending bill. Okay, there might be a government shutdown uh, after today. Senate has come up with an agreement. Um, but... In the House, people are upset. Democrats say there's no amnesty. I'm not voting for it. Some Republicans are fiscal hawks saying this is adding way too much to the debt. I thought Republicans were responsible when it came to spending money. They're just blowing it up. We'll see what happens. Second thing that I think you need to know, Uranium One. Uranium One, the uh, the informant, is making all kinds of allegations in testimony. He is finally, this Doug Campbell, finally telling investigators... This leaked out to the Hill, by the way, leaked out to the Hill that uh, he told three congressional committees in a written statement that Moscow, Russia, was spending millions of dollars in America, routing it that way to the Clinton Global Initiative with the expectation it would be used to benefit the Clinton Global Initiative, Bill Clinton's charities, so Hillary could do some um, favorable things for them, right? Oh, yeah. Bribe, pay to play. That's what he's saying. We'll see where this goes, but this was given to three congressional committees. Third thing I think you need to know, the uh, the economy is just booming. Jobless claims at a 45-year low. How about that one, huh? Three things I think you need to know. Now, real quick, I just want you to go over the. I just see this. Uh, Arizona Daily Independent had the data. Just so you know, Pima County, I talked to uh, Sheriff Napier, what, two hours ago? Ryan will have all the video, uh, all the interviews up today. 
uh, of uh, Sheriff Napier, Grover Norquist, uh, uh, Tom Del, uh, Del Bacaro on uh, what's going to happen next with these text messages and if they could, if there could be any perp walks, subpoenaing, you name it. They'll be up at my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis later on today. But the Arizona Daily Star um, had had a uh, they had a story they well they had the actual this is no joke border supervisors agenda item report contracts awards and grants right so again yesterday we found out the border supervisors voted against a federal grant going to the Pima County Sheriff's Department for about 1.4 mil they approved it since 2004 every single year this year they canceled it why is it because supervisor Dick Elias hates Trump wants to stand up for illegal immigration I don't know all I know is this. It was approved December 13th, 2016, and it was all about, ready, the goals? Missions include preventing terrorism, enhancing security, managing our borders, administrating immigration laws, securing cyberspace, ensuring disaster resilience. Yeah. Same goals in 2017, and it was approved. Same goals 2018, and it says rejected. Messed up, isn't it? Messed up. And uh, apparently Chuck Huckleberry misspoke about the county being on the hook for $670,000 in pension payments. Because of that money the feds would give. He was wrong about that. There would be nothing on the hook for county taxpayers. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Crazy, isn't it? How about this story, too? This is typical from the media. Reuters. Trump tax cuts trickle across America, bringing glee and skepticism. What's skepticism? They have to always throw that in there? You never heard... They have a lot of stories about Obamacare and skepticism. DACA dreamers getting amnesty, no questions asked, no skepticism there, right? Huh. Interesting. Reuters, it says here, has interviewed people around the country on the benefits they've received so far. While they welcome the additional income, the cuts have largely not changed individuals' longstanding views on Trump or the two major political parties. Hmm. Well, it literally just started a week ago. Have you gotten a paycheck yet with extra money? What about when it adds up over the next three months and six months and nine months? Huh. Skepticism. An administrative, Liz Hammond, Somerville, Massachusetts, an administrative assistant at a university outside Boston, Liz Hammond, 36, was skeptical the tax cuts passed by Congress would mean much more for her financially. And then her paycheck rose about five bucks a week. I've seen a change. It's tiny, though. Lives with her boyfriend and cat. Here's a tax package will lead to cuts down the road in social spending programs. How much do you... Do people think they get an extra million dollars when they don't make that much to begin with? You can't fix stupid. And those social spending uh, programs cost money, which is taken in the form of taxes. So if you want more social spending programs, you're going to want more taxes then. Yes, pay your five bucks back. Uh, it says here, Will Ortega, San Antonio, Texas, believes in trickle-down economics, all this other stuff. Um, he said when it comes to Trump, he would vote for him again, despite his dislike of Trump's social media presence. As a celebrity on social media, I think he's worthless. I can't stand him. As for the policies he's put into effect and the progress he's making, I couldn't be happier. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> Whatever. I just don't. Uh, I just don't understand. Again, you get more money. What? You're not going to all of a sudden just 
make an extra 50,000 bucks a year. You're not paying that much in taxes, whatever. Uh, so we have that. Those are the stories that we have about, uh, from the media, glee and skepticism. What's, what's skepticism? It's going to lead us skeptical. It's going to lead to more of this and less of Ugh, just ridiculous. Anyway, I want you to hear another story. CNN. CNN had a story about um, uh, illegal aliens, their DACA recipients, Alex and Daniela Velez. They came here illegally from Caracas, Venezuela, when they were four years old. At least one of them when she was four. Right? Didn't, I don't know if it really said uh, if they were just overstayed their visa or what happened. But it's from CNN. There's a lot of fake news. Anyway. They base, she basically said she's had enough. She wants to be a vet tech. It's not fair that she can't do these things. By the way, how about an American? Someone doing it the right way want to be a vet tech. Why do I got to compete with you? You're here illegally. You're brought here illegally. It's, your, not, it's not my fault. It's your parents' fault for not following the country's rules. Anyway, uh, her DACA, she said, I could have reapplied. She could have reapplied for an extension of her DACA. She said, what's the point? If there's no deal reached by March 5th, I'm going to leave the country. Really? Throw me up over there if you don't mind, Ryan. Listen to this. Here we go. And in a few weeks, it could be. If Congress doesn't act, she and her family plan to move to Ecuador. Venezuela is like... So family staying together. It's never been an option since, like, it's so bad down there. Like, you can walk in the streets over there, get mugs, get murdered. Like, that's why... So you, you Detroit, south, uh, the south side of Tucson. Anyway, we left because it was getting bad. I feel like I'm still a child and I want to be like with my mom. Starting over would be hard, but the fact that I'll have my family like there, it kind of just keeps me calm too, like that I'll be able to see them. Family reunification. Here, 20 years. English? Why English? She's very big on like reading the Bible. So she's like wanting me to start reading it now. Everything that me and my sister are going through, it's like we need the strength and we need like the wisdom and like God gives that. Do you feel like Congress is going to be able to do something to help you? Do you um, have faith? It's like 50-50 for me. I do have faith in them, but at the same time, it's just like, I feel like they don't really care. Not having citizenship, I feel like it's not something that's going to define me. Being illegal isn't defining me because I try to stay as strong as I can and see, like, where that's going to take me. And she says here, Alex and I are both over this DACA situation. DACA ends, I'll leave, I will close my business, leave work, and school. That's what Daniela, her sister, said, who's 24 years old. Okay. Rules are rules, are they not? Her DACA status expires March 6th, the day after the, the Trump deadline. So there you go. She said, I'll leave. I will, I will self-deport. Call it a day. Thought that wouldn't happen. Amnesty fails. I'm out of here. Remember, Mexico's foreign relations secretary... Luis Vidigare said, if young people protected under DACA were to come back to Mexico, that would be a great gain for Mexico and a loss for the United States. Okay. You got it. 
9.53, we will continue because that's what we do. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.